leftovers, or the DMV, or house cleaning, or Chumba Casino always brings the fun. Play over a hundred different games online for free from anywhere. You could redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. Live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. T plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Children's National Hospital in Washington, D.C. improves children's health by developing better treatments and technologies. Ranked number five in the nation, we take on the most complex, rare, and life-threatening conditions because all children deserve a healthy future. Learn more at childrensnational.org innovation. Welcome to Once Upon a Sunday Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host, Josh Kimmel, and with me is Dave Campbell. Dave, what is up, dude? What's up? You know, just a <clears throat> slow week in the NFL season. Not much to talk about, not much to do, not much fantasy news out there. So we decided to do something a little different today. A little OUS on ice, as you'd call it. Uh, it was a lot of fun. It, it was a lot of fun. A lot of people won't get it because they're probably not hockey fans. And they're like, what's going on right now? I don't understand. But it was a lot of fun. Let's explain. We did an interview with Dave Randorf, the Lightning play-by-play announcer on television. It was a lot of fun. It was like a 38-minute interview, so we're going to put that on the back end of this show. This show won't be long. We're just here to talk about nothing because there's nothing going on. But The only thing that's going on is we're in a couple of, uh, you know, what, a best ball, simple, quick, you know, lightning round, uh, best ball draft. That's about it. Yeah, that's what I want to talk about real quick, real quick. So we have, we're in a, the lightning round best ball best championship. Ball and we're just like 96 people. Everyone's in it. Like that's on Twitter or whatever. Uh, I got pick 105. You got pick what, 104? 104. And Davey, who's not here, he got pick 101. And we're all in different drafts. So 101, obviously Davey took CMC. 104. Who do, I got Cook. What else What else happened in your draft that's really different? Uh, Travis Kelsey went, I think, second. Uh, Mahomes went third. And it's a one-quarterback league, so that was a little bit shocking. Uh, the rules are a little bit different, but um, Waller went fifth in mine. Like, it's just Kittle went 11th. Some guy got somebody named Pitts in the third round. So, you know, besides that, normal stuff. Normal stuff. That's you know, yeah. um, there's so there's what? Oh gosh, is there it's like ninety six teams? Is yeah, but ninety six got be more than that. Ninety six divided by what? No, there's ninety six teams. How many yeah. leagues are there? One, two, three, four. There's six divisions. So six, yeah. So six times twelve is ninety six, if I'm correct. Yeah. So I'm just looking at all these things. And I'm like, oh, Travis Kelsey went one oh one somewhere. It's because yes. of the. It's, yes, it's because it's and um, we're talking in the chat with the people in my group, and I'm like, man. People are like, man, we are in the good group because y'all are drafting like sharks and everyone else is drafting like idiots. So I wish, you know, my my league that I'm in is like sharks. Y'all are like lucky with Justin Fields going 106. I was going to say, how about old <laughs> Justin Fields going 106? Not in my league, but in someone's league, one of the one of the drafts. I Justin thought that Fields. was a mistake, and I think he's it trying to cover mistake, it up. But he had to cover it up. He had to just accept it. <laughs> it is what it is, man, at this point. I called him out on Twitter. Maybe I shouldn't know. Yeah. I was just giving him some trash. It's whatever. It's what I do. 
It wouldn't be me if I didn't do it. Dave, you need to literally learn how to chill out, let people make their moves, let people do what they want to do. Hey, you know what? Maybe he comes out and he's Patrick Mahomes, so I guess we'll see. If you don't know what we're talking about, you can find us on Twitter, Josh Kimmel, OUS, Viking Dave 18? David, David 18. Dave, no ID. Okay, Viking Dave 18, hashtag LRBBC. You can check out all the lightning round best ball championship it's really fun check it out trying to get into these charity leagues speaking of that uh scott fish is putting out his divisions i'm literally checking every single 30 minutes to see what division i'm in i'm not put in yet i know i'm in there somewhere and i am obsessive i keep my phone my screen time would say you are on the internet too way too much sorry dave you're not in i'm sorry i apologize it's whatever it's whatever. It's not that important anyways. Who cares? Wow. It's very important. Fantasy cares, Dave. You know what else is important? You know what else is important? Follow us on our Facebook and Instagram. We're still giving away that Brandon IU signed jersey. You can sign up. Uh, all you have to do is go on Instagram, like it, follow us, comment. Same thing with Twitter. But we're adding a new thing this week. Subscribe to our podcast, which you already are. Show us that you did it. Screenshot it. And then you get a double entry. You get an extra entry for doing that. Um, I know most of you already are. If you're here for the Dave Randorf interview, all the all of our Lightning fans, hey, just subscribe. You know, I'm saying if they're here for just to hear Randorf, just subscribe. You know, listen, we're awesome. Give us a follow, a like, all that good stuff. Hey, Dave, Father's Day is just around the corner, and you probably need a gift for your hairy dad. Make your dad proud this year and get him your get him and yourself the Manscaped Lawnmower 4.0. You heard it here right. The Lawnmower 4.0. Get 20% off free shipping with the promo code OUS at manscaped.com. Manscaped is the only men's brand dedicated to below the waist grooming and just launched their Lawnmower 4.0. Dave, you just got the Lawnmower 4.0 mailed to you. How are you liking yep. it? It's awesome, isn't it? It's like it's like heaven for my balls. <laughs> what else you want to tell you? It's amazing. You got the light. You got, you know, super close trimmer. It's not, you know, nicking anything. It also has yeah. the, the lawnmower 4.0 also allows you to customize your trim through additional guard links. You can actually go one to four now. So if you want a little bit, a little bit of hair on there, you're good to go. But if you want a bald shave off, you got your one setting as well. I, I use the two. I like somewhere in the middle. You know what I mean? I mean no, not okay. <laughs> I mean, you guys go, listen, I don't go into the detail. I just chop it off and go on to the next one. So. You don't do. You, you guys are like to like do designs in there. Like good for you. That's that's okay. Go ahead. There's a new wireless charging system that uses electromagnetic into inductions, which can help battery length. This thing lasts forever. You heard that right. A wireless. That's what she said. <laughs> you heard that right. A wireless charging ball trimmer. That's a real thing now. It's waterproof. You can bring it into the shower. I do every single Monday. Manscaped Monday. That's today, by the way, all you ladies out there. And if you don't want to get your dad this lawnmower 4.0, if you're a little bit embarrassed or you're not that close with them, there's also the Weed Whacker. The Weed Whacker is a nose and ear hair trimmer. It's the best nose trimmer on the market, and it's a perfect gift for your pops. I use it every day. Dave, I know you don't have nose hair, but I got a ton. Like, I'm a hairy yeah, guy. I'm not, like, I'm not that hairy. I don't know how you guys get all this hair everywhere, but <laughs> some people do. So, you know what? Buy it. Buy it. Buy the Weed Whacker. Um, so, there's cologne, crop mop, ball wipes, crop reviver, ball toner, and crop preserver, and ball deodorant. I know we both use that on a daily basis. For all the females listening, you'll appreciate this part. Manscaped products are cruelty-free, dye-free, and vegan. So, get 20% off free shipping with the promo code OUS at manscaped.com. This year... Show your original home some love 
with Manscaped. All right, we're here with Dave Randorf of the Tampa Bay Lightning television play-by-play man. Uh, Dave, what's going on? Like, welcome to Tampa. I know you've been here for over a year now or a little bit less than a year. A couple months. A couple months. How is uh, Tampa? Since January 6th is when I got here, yeah. Oh, January 6th. How's Tampa been treating you? Oh, man. How's Tampa been treating me? Uh, It's been fantastic. It's been uh, great. I just, uh, I love it here. I've been here, you know, several times before. Uh, as a visiting broadcaster, I've never been here to hang out and, and really explore the city or the area, which obviously I've done a whole lot of since I, I've moved here. And um, it's been great. You know, I just love the area, uh, love the different vibes, of different neighborhoods and, you know, over on St. Pete's side and over the Tampa side and, and uh, where I'm going to be living up in uh, kind of Safety Harbor, Dunedin area, which, nice. is, uh, which I've chosen to live. And uh, people have been great. You know, I always knew that this was a great place to see a game and great fans, but uh, the fans have really been really nice to me and, and I appreciate it very much. I was going to ask you, now you're new to Florida, you're from Canada, I assume everything you've done is up there. How have you transitioned weather-wise? Because this is not a normal heat down here in, in Tampa. No, it isn't. And, you know, first of all, it's not like we don't, it's not like we're frozen. <laughs> of course, <laughs> but, it's the, but it's not the same. We do have some warm weather up there, but yeah, when I got it late, I'll tell you about the, the day that I arrived here, January 6th, I was on an early flight out of Toronto, direct flight into Tampa, and uh, I was literally slipping down my ice-covered driveway in just outside of north of Toronto, and uh, I thought, well, I'm pretty much done with this, so I could kiss this goodbye, and you know, four hours later, I was walking out into the sunshine, getting into a rental car and driving to the hotel that I was going to be living at for the next month and uh, I uh, it kind of hit me that wow I, I live here now there's palm trees and everything and <laughs> I immediately went for a walk on the river walk outside you know the downtown oh yeah you know, channel side area there and uh, so yes the weather's been fabulous I I think I had more rounds of golf in uh, I can't remember last go. time I golfed in January and <laughs> February but uh, it was very nice it is pretty hot right now I, I'm not gonna lie the, the, yeah. the sauna factor is pretty high <laughs> oh, yeah. I've, I've learned a couple it's gonna things. be your first summer down here yeah I know and, and people have been warning about warning me about this for, for a long time so it's okay I don't mind the heat <laughs> but uh, you gotta have like breathable like forget this the cotton yes. t-shirt no you gotta no. have some breathable stuff yes. and and gold bond gold bond powder <laughs> yes that yes <laughs> so true it's so true <laughs> so when I asked you to come on the show, the first thing I noticed wasn't the hockey, wasn't anything else, was beer snob. Now, on the level of 1 to 10, I told you we were going to talk about beer. How high are you? Like, are, are you walking around Tampa getting all the craft breweries? Are you just, like, checking out Total Wine? Like, which, where are you at in this whole beer scene? Well, I, in terms of the, the 1 through 10, I'd probably put myself a good solid 7.5 in that I don't I don't delve off of a lot of stuff that I, that I like. I'm, I'm not into the sours. Or there's something called ghosts, like G-O-S-E, yes. you, you guys know. Yes. And the fruity ones, all these fruit ones okay. that are, you know, and, and there's, it seems like, God bless them, these brewmasters now, it seems like they're opening their pantries at their, their parents' house and just taking everything <laughs> out of there they can. We've got now a banana nut coffee, uh, you know, granola stout. And, you know, that kind of stuff is not, re- and there's guys who love that. And that's great. Um, but no, I am. Uh, I, I do like. Uh, I really like an IPA. Okay. I like a nice hoppy IPA. Sometimes a double IPA, but you got to you know drink those at home. You know you want to go to the uh, the brewery and have a couple of those. Um, I like you know I like uh, you know a pilsner, a lager, ales, a pale ale. 
Um, and then, you know, you need crushable ones too, right? Especially in this heat. You Pool beers. A go-to crushable one. You're not crushing IPAs, no. right? You just don't, you know, just don't do that. Um, I like Guinness. I've actually been to the Guinness, uh, you know, the, the actual factory in Dublin. I've done the whole, oh, wow. um, you know, two, three-hour tour there. In fact, we did the, we, me and my buddies paid a little extra. We actually had the private, there's only like 12 people in there in this little bar area, and it was awesome. The history of where it all came from and where India Pale Ale, that name came from, um, and, uh, and, and how to pour a proper pint of Guinness and all that kind of stuff. So, you know, it all stems from basically just, it, this started for me when I was covering hockey, to tell you the truth, in Europe. I, was, I wasn't living in Europe, but I worked for a, a network in Canada, TSN, and I covered a lot of world championships and world juniors and things that took me all over Europe, which was great and uh, unbelievable. And you get there in a place like Czech Republic or Germany, the beers there are fabulous. And we'd be you know, having beers and after games and stuff and big pints, two or three, sometimes four. And I wouldn't get any of the headaches that you get from, you know, draft beer. Now, this was probably, would have been, you know, 15, 16 years ago. And because when I'd come home, you'd order a pint of something at the local. And I'd have a headache before I even finished that one pint. And so I since found out that it was all the preservatives were in the beer and dirty lines. Dirty lines. You know, dirty lines from the taps. Now, Fast forward to 15 to 20 years down the road, everything's changed, right? Bars and craft brew places, they clean their lines. There's less preservatives and that's not as much of a problem. But this actually got me going down the road to stop drinking the domestic <laughs> pictures of domestic garbage that you get uh, at the pub. So that's where it all started for me to just try to get a better beer where I wasn't going to get a headache. Yeah, that's and good stuff. Here I am talking to you about being a You're speaking himself. his language because he doesn't drink the local stuff. No, I drink. Well, no, no. Know, like listen, I don't mind. If, you know, if I'm going to crush a Coors Light or a Corona or something in the hot weather, yeah, I, I'm not that much of a snob. But generally, no, I will find the the local craft. Yeah, he doesn't drink beer, but I'm the kind of guy who the granola, banana, oatmeal, stout. That's me. That's. <laughs> you look like that guy too. Thank you. I appreciate it. You, I take it as a compliment, but it's and I only say that I'm saying in jokes. Have you seen that? I can't even. I don't even know what the commercial is. But it's probably for uh, one of those, you know, lighter, fruitier, uh, alcoholic drinks. And the guy says, oh, why don't you try this goat milk stout? It's so heavy and lovely. And he looks like you. <laughs> All right. I nailed it. I nailed it. I love it. So since you've been in Tampa, you know, Rick Peckham obviously is a legend here. How is it replacing him and being the guy after him? <clears throat> well, um, you know. When Rick first made it known that it was going to be his last season, I mean, the whole league knew it. He, he, he announced it well before um, the, the last season started, which, of course, ended in the bubble, and there was a big pause, and, and the poor guy didn't get to really finish the season yeah. you know, to do a last game with fans in the building or anything like that. But uh, uh, anyway, having said that, um, you know, anybody who applied for the job, and I'm told the list was uh, fairly lengthy, uh, we all knew. Certainly, we all had tremendous amount of respect and regard for the body of work of Rick Peckham. He's going into the Hockey Hall of Fame as a Foster Hewitt Award winner. Uh, he's a great guy, too. I, I didn't really know Rick that well, only as a visiting broadcaster. You know, you, you always go upstairs and your booth is next to theirs and vice versa. And you'd always go in, say hi, and, and we chat and talk about the game that night. And that was really all I knew, Rick. But um, 
I, uh, I certainly knew his body of work. You know, as a NHL broadcaster, you watch the shows all around the league. So you're, yeah. you're very familiar with his work and all that kind of stuff. So I knew who I was replacing. And I knew a guy who's been here 24 years that in a, in a hockey mad market, uh, that um, those are big shoes to fill uh, for sure. And as somebody said, you better have big. So um, I have a lot of regard and respect for, for how important Rick is to Lightning fans and still is. Uh, one of the very first guys who called me when I landed on uh, that January 6th afternoon was Rick. And he welcomed me and, and wished me the best, said it was going to work out great. And he was, he was happy with the choice, uh, you know, himself. And he was so nice and so gracious. And the first game of the season was on NBC. We, we weren't even calling yeah. it. In Chicago was opening. That was the first game of the, of the season. And um, so I sat there with Rick all night. And we just kind of talked and, nice. and, uh, I've played golf with him several times since, and uh, we text, and uh, and I see him around a little bit more than uh, I thought I would, and it's great. Uh, so he's become a friend now too, and I really uh, I treasure that, and uh, I I I I hope fans have uh, been able to transition because I know it's not easy. I'm a sports fan too. It's just I get different, it. but it's it's just different. Yeah, That's I get it. Know. I'm a sports fan. I watch games too, and when some new voice or person shows up, I get it. I understand yeah. <laughs> fully. So I just try to come in and be myself. And, you know, I, I've done this for a little while and I have some experience and I was just going to lean on that. And, you know, the lightning hired me, they knew who I was and knew my track record, knew what I sounded like and all that kind of stuff. And uh, so I just knew that that's what they, who they, they've hired and just come in and not try to be Rick or try to be anything else. Uh, there was a slight adjustment that I, I, found myself making from going from a national broadcaster i was going to ask you that broadcaster yeah. but and we can talk about that if you wanted to ask me about that but uh, overall it's been uh, again the the feedback i've received from people who've reached out on social media has been very very kind and especially given all that i just talked about about how important rick is to lightning fans and and what a what a presence he was and what a big part of the the hockey market that this has become he's been a huge part of that and so that means a lot for people to say, hey, welcome to Tampa Bay. So I know I've heard the story. I've heard you on maybe on the podcast or radio interview about you wanted this job because you did a national a national game down here a couple of years ago, I believe. Right. Is that is that more than so a couple what, of years ago? So what made you want to come from Canada? All the way was it just that atmosphere of that game. If you want to tell that story about how you said. Yeah, you sure. This job. Um, I was it was my first ever time to Tampa. It was 2003. I looked up this date to confirm okay. it. It was the year before the, before the Lightning won the Cup, and they were just kind of going like this, right? They, were, yeah, they yeah. were starting to really build towards being a good team. So, you know, it was they'd, they'd gotten over the hump of being this novelty, like, what, what, hockey in Tampa Bay? Like, I didn't even know where Tampa Bay was when they first got a deal. I, sorry, I knew it was in Florida, but yeah. I didn't know on the map, in the state map, where it was. I had to look it up. And I remember, you know, I was in the sport. I was a young sportscaster at the time when you had your first season and uh, when we had our first season. And um, I remember seeing grainy video of it, but now that I've actually been to the actual S Expo Hall, it, it just blows my mind. That's crazy, right, where they started? <laughs> yeah. So anyway, fast forward to now 2003, and I, now we you know, we now know this is a good team. You got Le Cavalier, you got St. Louis and Brad Richards, and it's, it's a good team. Tortorella is the coach. And I came down to do a playoff game. I was bouncing around different series. So I parachuted in for game five against Washington. And I'd never even been to Tampa Bay, got here, did the game. It was packed in there. 
Uh, the atmosphere was great. The crowd was loud. It was educated. They, they made a ton of noise at all at the right times. And really, uh, I think St. Louis scored late to win it 2-1. So I just remember that roar. And we had a good show and it just felt great. And we walked out into that warm Tampa air and, and there was Paul Kennedy doing the post-game show with, I'm not sure who he was doing it with at the time, but he was doing it outside mm-hmm. on the patio there in Thunder Alley. Yep. And I was going, and there was tons of people still around. And I thought, wow, this is great around here. And I walked over the bridge to the Westin over the, the uh, you know, channel side there. And I looked back at the scene once more and I, and I said this out loud to somebody, man, that was really cool. If Rick Peckham ever decides to retire, I got to throw <laughs> my hat in the ring here because this is an awesome place to, to work. And that was 2003. And I never forgot that. I've been back many times since. And it just got better and better uh, in terms of the vibe and the hockey atmosphere. And again, I didn't know anything outside of the downtown core. I didn't know about South Tampa or, or St. Pete's and all that kind of stuff. And uh, so when the thing came available, I, I did what I said I was going to do. Nice. Threw my, my skate into the ring and... Uh, and here I am. Yeah, so I guess you weren't surprised on how hardcore the fan base is here at all. Like, people from, I mean, we get this all the time as fans on Twitter. Like, you know, Tampa doesn't deserve a team or whatever. You guys are hot. You guys are in a hockey city. Like, we're far, we are the hockey city, according to me, because I see our fans and I see other people's arenas and we're packed. We're in there. We sell out every game. Like, so I guess you were not surprised at all when you got here in, in January how crazy we were. How, like, oh, I, I was surprised. And, and here's what I was surprised about. I knew it was a good hockey market. I'd been here enough. I'd seen it and I'd heard it. I was surprised it's even more of a hockey market than I thought. Mm-hmm. And that the footprint of the lightning is bigger than I thought. Um, now that I've driven around and seen all the different areas, you know, I've been up playing golf nor- as far north as like Palm Harbor and up above there. And, you know, I've been down to Sarasota and driving around just exploring. And I see bolts, flags, anyway. bolts, hats, go bolts. You know, I see way more bolts gear then i see bucks gear and race gear i I just do maybe it's because i'm looking for it but i don't know you guys tell me i think this is a hockey town first and that's with tom brady the super bowl champs here uh and an nfl team you know that's that's saying something so to me i'm surprised it's even a bigger hockey town than than i than i knew i think in my short time here that's because of mr vinnick and the connection that this organization has really worked at cultivating. They've got an authentic connection with guys like you, men and women like you, young and old, really getting involved in the community, really making the fan feel like a part of it, feel important, not just say, yeah, here's your ticket. It's going to cost you this much. And thanks for coming to man. No, I I don't get that sense at all. I get that sense that they really work. I I even know I've been out representing the team in the last few months at community events and, and just being out of grassroots things. And, and seeing it firsthand. So I think that's where it's really been pushed to the next level. And it's great. It's a lot of fun to be a part of. And I, I knew this was a, a great organization with great organi- a great ownership, uh, but it's been even better. They make it really good for kids too. Like my kids see the, the kid rolling around on the ice doing a thunder chant before games. Like yeah. my kids are like, my kids are like, well, I want to do that. Like, okay, we'll learn how to skate. Maybe we can get on the ice. But uh, <laughs> yeah, no, so it- well, and, th- and that's that's the next thing. When when this area gets its first homegrown star, that is the next step for Tampa Bay and St. Pete. You know, like Austin Matthews coming from Scottsdale. I know there's been a couple of Florida 
guys to make it to the NHL, which was kind of unheard of for a long time. And now there's a few. And there's a guy, oh, geez, I forget his name. He's from here, and he's a Winnipeg Jets property. It, it escapes me, but Google it. He's, he's uh, I believe, a, uh, he's in the farm system of the Winnipeg Jets. And I was talking to Jay Feaster about him, but I said, boy, you, but I said, that's great. Unbelievable for this, this young man. And I hope he makes it, but to get that real star, you know, that yeah. came from 10, that's where the next level starts in terms of really uh, growing the sport here to a, a different level. Um, I've heard in talking to Jay Feaster, who was a former general manager of the team, as you know, and is now uh, involved in community relations and, 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 and hockey development in the area of, uh, representing the lightning he told me an amazing stat that there are 700 men's beer league teams in the area and i said are, are you 700 and he says yeah and he says that's part of the problem kids can't get out there the, the you know the kids leagues uh, can't get out there because all these men's leagues they pay the bills right the guys yeah. pay to play and they go in there and have beers and, and they go to stouts goat's milk stouts and all that kind of stuff uh so that he says that's actually a problem because there's not enough ice rinks out there to uh, to really support the youth hockey but they're working on it it's and true the on, on top of that uh my cousin plays in a beer league hockey down at uh tampa uh type of what i don't know what that one in tampa, tampa's called and he actually just broke his ankle playing like two weeks ago and it's like hockey yeah like ice hockey yeah. how did oh geez that's did he what did he block a shot or something i don't i haven't <laughs> talked to him yet i just saw the pictures on facebook and i'm like oh his ankle was i saw i showed dave it was bad yeah, yeah. That's yeah. That doesn't happen very often in hockey because you're in that boot, right? And yeah. you, you it, hold your foot pretty it was, solidly. Yeah, I mean, he must have not laced well, up properly. I'm going home, boys. I'm going home in a couple of weeks whenever the season's over, hopefully not for a while. But I'm bringing my gear back down, and uh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be – somebody's going to have me on a team next year. I might not be able to make all the games, but anybody's listening out there, I'm coming. <laughs> I was going to say, did you grow up playing hockey? Oh, yeah, for sure. I, I played uh, – yeah, I played it my whole life. You know, okay. Not at any great level. I, you know, yeah. I was pretty decent, uh, you know, like most Canadians, you know, you can yeah. skate and shoot. But, um, you know, now I'm 53, so, you know, your hands go <laughs> and, you know, quite as fast as uh, you used to be or used to think you were. But uh, it's it's all about just being out there and getting the sweat on. Having fun. I play softball. And then, and then having, yeah, same thing. It's, it's just, a, just getting out there and having fun. Yeah, and having a beer with the boys afterwards, so it's good. Of course. I got a question for you. Do you have a favorite game that you've ever called or an event or what, you know, anything? What's your favorite? Do you have one that you remember that you're just like, I'll never forget that? It's been so many, Dave, honestly, because uh, there's lots of cool moments. You know, you immediately start thinking of Stanley Cup playoff games. You know, I've called a game seven. I've called two game sevens that went to overtime. Wow. You know, and that's, that's, that's intense. That's intense for everybody. Right. Yeah. That's intense for the players. It's intense for the fans, coaches and broadcasters, because you want to be like the players. You want to be on on the moment when the goal happens. Yeah. And you, you hope that it's a nice, clean goal. That you can see properly. So I've uh, you know, I remember an overtime game seven goal. I called in Madison Square Garden of all places. You know, that's that's pretty cool. So I'll always remember that just because it's Madison Square Garden and the Rangers won. Derek Stepan scored it. The Rangers came back from a 3-1 series deficit against Caps, and uh, it was a great series. Um, I called uh, the last, the other Game 7 overtime goal, actually, that's kind of memorable, interesting stories. It was the last goal ever scored on Patrick Waugh. Uh, the Minnesota Wild also came back from a 3-1 series deficit, 
and went on to beat. They won game six in overtime in Minnesota. And we go, we fly in. Actually, you know what? This is right after that game in Tampa that I just told you about. We flew to Minnesota, did a game six. They went there. Then we go to Denver for game seven. And um, Andrew Brunette scored in overtime in Denver for the upset. And uh, that was the last goal ever scored on Patrick Wall. So there's, there's cool little moments like that all along the way. Um, you know, I, I worked for Hockey Night in Canada the last six seasons. And so that coincided with the rise of Connor McDavid. And I did a lot of games in the West. I did a lot of Saturday nights and with the, the Edmonton Oilers. And I've seen uh, and called so some amazing uh, McDavid goals. So those all are special. And coming from Canada, you know, to make it to that show and to make it to that level and be in that booth on a Saturday night. That's special to me. Um, most any, any Saturday night in Montreal, the bell center, that was special. Uh, getting to call a Toronto Montreal game on hockey Night in Canada. That's, that's something I never thought I'd ever get to do. That's a big event in Canada Mm -hmm. whenever those two teams play. Um, so there's been lots of little things and, uh, you know, uh, it's, it's that you're at for moments, right? Instead of calls. So there's, there's, there's so many of them, David. And, and I, I told you, I've had a chance to do some world championships as well, where Canada won gold overseas and uh, another overtime goal scored by Rick Nash in Russia with two Finnish Finnish guys, literally on his back as he's dragging him to the ice. Uh, it was, that was pretty cool too. So you've named all these awesome events that you've seen because you've been a national guy. Now you're just doing local. Do you do you have a preference? Did you want to stop traveling so much, or, or is there a reason why you wanted to be, you know, just the Lightning's guy instead of this whole thing where you get to see all these awesome players? Yeah, that's a good question. And uh, first of all, you st- will still travel a lot. You know, it's it's still on the road. In fact, I may have, end up once if everything gets back to normal, and we hope it does. I'll probably travel more than I did in my national job because national nights there were Wednesdays and Saturdays and Sundays, and I didn't work all those nights. So you're a little busier actually as a, what's called a regional broadcaster mm-hmm. um, or in your words, a local guy. Um, you know what? It, it's, it's a privilege to have any job in the national hockey. League. It, it is any job, whether it's a national regional, regional job, there aren't many of them and everybody is here for a reason. You know, nobody sucks. You can like one guy better than the next guy, but nobody's terrible at their job yeah. at this level. It just, it doesn't happen. And then that goes for any sport. So I don't see it as any kind of step down or anything like that. In fact, for all the reasons that I've just pointed out, this is a, this is a jewel. This job is a jewel in the crown. There is no question about it. And I got a lot of messages from, from other broadcasters and colleagues saying exactly that, like you have landed in an unbelievable place, great city, great team, great owner. And uh, so it's, it's not at all a step down. It's a great job. I wasn't great. suggesting it was a step down, just different. And if you preferred one yeah. to the other. Okay. So fair enough. Very different. But I just wanted to make sure you understood that. I yeah, no, of course. Yeah. Not at all. Are you going to uh, be here for 20 years like Rick? Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's, that's the plan. And, and <laughs> that's the hope. It's a great, it's a great fit. So anyway, you, you just make an adjustment and it's it, one thing as a national broadcaster is people always think, you hate their yes. team. You hate, you hate, if I'm doing the Battle of Alberta on a Saturday night, the Flames fans think I'm cheering for McDavid. The Oilers fans think I'm, you know, too much onto the Flames and, you know, or, you know, suck it up to McDavid too much, whatever. You can't win. And even though you don't even care who wins, I, you don't. I love the game and I love a good game. And we all want to have a good show and an exciting finish, but you don't care who wins. Now, 
it's fun to care who wins. I've kind of, yeah. I've lost that feeling. And now I've quickly, you know, I'm, I'm kind of living and dying with both goals now. And it's, it's fun because that's why we all got in this in the first place. I became a sports broadcaster, but I was a sports fan first. Mm-hmm. And so it's fun to be, it's fun to have that fan instincts back. So a little right turn here, a little change of pace. I see you were with a CFL crew and on TSN. Is that correct? CFL? Correct. So did that transition to the National Football League? Like real, like, I, I got to ask this. I'm a, we're a football show primarily. So did you like football? Did you watch the National Football League? Anything like that? Oh, absolutely. So, okay. So let me just, uh, way older than the National Football League. It's the oldest, uh, our Super Bowl is called the Great Cup. Yep. It's the oldest uh, trophy in North American sports. A lot of history to it, but it's not. In, in fact, believe me, there was a day back uh, not too long ago, I want to say maybe as recently as 40 years ago, where it was a decision for a player. Should I go play in the NFL or should I play in the CFL? Like it was actually a decision. It isn't now because the NFL has become this, this monolithic, uh, you know, uh, gigantic Godzilla of sports leagues and, and, and we all love it. So, you know, in Canada, there's NFL fans and there's CFL fans. Some guys insist that you can't like both, which is <laughs> ridiculous. Uh, the CFL starts usually the end of right at the tail end of June, and then it's finished by uh, November. It's going to go a little longer this year because of a late start due to COVID. But our Grey Cup is usually the third or last week of November. Then it's done. And then it's all NFL. So you're allowed to like both. The differences are, I don't know if you know this, there's three downs. Three downs, yep. The field is wider. It's longer. There's a 55-yard line. And the end zones are 20 yards deep. Mm-hmm. And there's 12 men on the field. So those are the basics. There's a couple of other nuances there. The roster is made up of a certain amount of uh, what we call imports and non-imports. Non-imports being guys from Canada or guys with, uh, who were born in Canada and went on to play in the States. And, and then, of course, imports, mostly, obviously, American guys. And a lot of guys who come there and have their eyes opened wide in terms of how different and how challenging it is to, to play there. And a lot of guys love it. A lot of guys stay and become Canadian citizens. Um, you know, you're a football guy. Uh, a good friend of mine is Danny McManus, who was a longtime quarterback at Florida State, went to the Fiesta Bowl there. And uh, Danny Mack still lives in Sarasota. He's the assistant GM of a team up there called the Winnipeg. Okay. He's in the Hall of Fame okay. in the Canadian football league. And great guy. And there's a lot of stories like that. Doug Flutie was, yep. is considered the best player to ever play there. He won the MVP there six years. So, yeah. uh, and he speaks very highly of the Canadian Football League. Uh, so there's a lot of guys who've come through there. And I was, you had the great privilege of uh, uh, being a host. I didn't call games. I called games for a couple of years and then they moved me into the studio. So the analogy I would give you is I was Chris Berman and I hosted the panel or half times and pre games and all we were the only uh, show in town. We covered all the games because there's aren't, there aren't as many teams. So we had all the rights. So uh, yeah, I hosted great cups and playoff games and, and all the, uh, our marquee night was Friday night football instead of Sunday night football. So uh, I did that for years and loved it. I never played football. Wasn't quite built for that, for that <laughs> game, but I always loved it. I grew up in Vancouver and the team there is called the BC lions. And I, I went to my first game there and just, just loved it. And uh, that's what uh, that's what I did. Did you play fantasy football? Or do you play fantasy I football? I don't, actually. No, I don't. My son does. My oldest son, Kyle, 
And uh, that's too much work for me. Man. <laughs> I, I, I'm in a couple of pools and, uh, you know, I enjoy, I definitely enjoy watching. I, I watched a lot of box this year, mm-hmm. um, you know, with Brady there. And, and uh, I watched the Bills because my buddy is a huge Bills fan of Bills season ticket holder. And the Bills are kind of a team in the Toronto area. Yeah. Uh, so I watch football definitely on the weekend. College football, not as much just because it's too long, man. It's like four hours. <laughs> not that I don't like it. It seems like it takes it's, forever. It's an investment. It's 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 a it's a full pull. But we'll see. I, Florida, Florida State game is definitely on my bucket list. You have we'll to go to a Florida, Florida yeah. State game. I definitely want to do that live. And yes. uh, so, uh, no, I'm not a fantasy guy, but uh, just because I'm too, too much. Crazy. <laughs> yeah. I have one more question. You've seen obviously a ton of great players up live. Who is the best player you ever seen live, and why is it Nikita Kucherov? <laughs> uh, I see what you did there. Um, I haven't seen enough Cooch live. I know, but, you know so I know, look, you're right. Right? I mean, I've seen plenty of Nikita Kucherov on television, yeah. obviously. But you said live, and live that live is different. Um, you know what? There's so many great guys for different reasons. But if you're going to put me on the spot right now, guys, I'm telling you, it's too bad. The, uh, you know, the, 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 you haven't seen all the teams over the last year because if you haven't seen Connor McDavid live, it is startling how fast he's awesome. It's, it's actually like, whoa. Like if he winds it up and, and he gives that, that kicks it into second gear when he gets over center ice. I remember, distinctly remember calling a goal where I thought I had lots of time to call and then all of a sudden he's in. And you have to economize your play-by-play call. It's like calling a 100-yard dash in the Olympics, where if you listen to one of those great calls, those great announcers on NBC or CBC back in Canada, they say, I bet you 20 words from the beginning of the race to the end. If that, yeah, this is the same thing. And his, his feet and his hands work at the same speed. He can, he can control that buck, even if it's bouncing at the same rate that his feet are moving and of course his brain too. And he tries stuff that nobody could possibly think of at that speed. So if you're going to put me on the spot, I have to say Connor McDavid live that being to see him live, you really appreciate this guy's high speed skill set, both his hands and his feet. All right. Last question. Story Bulls fans. Don't get all over me. I love pointer. I love. Yeah. But uh, that's just the way it is. McDavid is, he's awesome. I, I went to an Edmonton game. I just happened, you know, I had to happen to have tickets that day. And I remember I was excited to see him. And I thought the same thing because you see Cooch and Point. You see these guys and they're all fast. And then I literally remember like texting my cousin because we talk about lightning all the time. And I was like, he's so fast. Like, wow. I, you can't even realize until you're watching him just like run around guys like they're standing still and you're like, what yeah. is happening? I'm glad, well, I'm glad you backed me up there because it's true. <laughs> he's and until awesome. you see him live and I'd be interested to know how many games trips in here he's missed because he's missed some time due to injury a couple times. Um, you know, he missed half a season early on. And, and then of course, last year he wasn't here. So yeah. Uh, yeah, if you get a chance to see him live, it's, it's a treat. All right. So my last question about this year's bolts, why won't they win the Stanley cup? What's the only why thing stopping they? them? What's the only thing stopping them? Um, a something awful happening between Vasilevsky and a bus. Okay. That was my immediately reaction to Vasilevsky. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, you know, and I, I'm kidding. Obviously yeah. I didn't even want to joke about that, but, uh, they've got the best goaltender in the world. So I always start there as to where, 
I, that's where I begin when I look at the series matchup. I go, well, okay, let's look at the uh, their goalie because I know that the Lightning's goalie is, is simply the best. Game one, you know, I know we're taping this and there may be another goal game having been played. You know, you, you can look at some other goals that got past him. But for my money, he makes so many other key saves at key moments that keep the game close that you can't even begin to fault what others were perceived as, as soft goals because he just does so much else. And he's mentally and physically prepared from the drop of the puck every single night. So it starts there for me. Um, what else would prevent them from winning the Stanley Cup? You know, uh, getting away from their structure. Their structure that has been built since that sweep of a loss in 2019. The lessons learned there. I know that keeps coming up here in Tampa and people kind of go, oh, we're talking about that again. Yes, we are. Because they aren't Stanley Cup champions without going through that extremely hard lesson. I love that you said this because every time someone mentions a sweep, people get so upset. And I say... You can't you, – you don't have it last year, and you probably don't have this year if that doesn't happen. And I get, like, you don't want to remember it, but the fact is, without that, they don't turn into the team that they are now, which is so good. Like, yeah. it, it's part of the story. It is totally part of the story. You're bang on. They've no, no doubt. It's part of who they are now when they are playing at their best. Look at the games, especially the games they closed out, Florida in the first round and Carolina in the second round. That is the – that is the style of game that you and I are talking about here in Josh, mm-hmm. where they go into shutdown prevent mode and keep everything at arm's length and Vassie makes a couple of key stops and they get key goals at key moments, usually from Braden point. Cause he's, you know, <laughs> he's so clutch. So if for some reason, let's say in this round, the New York Islanders were able to frustrate them because they are a frustrating team to play against. Nothing clean happens on the ice for them. They've got four disciplined lines that are hard nosed. They don't have any stars. Matt Barzell is the closest thing they have to a star. And he's kind of a star in the making. High skill set for sure. But the star, not quite yet. The rest of the guys were all a bunch of good players in roles. And they're extremely well coached. Coop knows this. And so if they are somehow able to throw the lightning off and get them chasing their tails enough where they get frustrated, not being able to get to their game, that could prevent them from winning the cup. And, and I, I, say you, I say that because you asked me what would prevent them. Mm-hmm. That's the only thing. Beating themselves because they can beat everybody else. I, agree I love that answer. Love that answer. All right, man. Uh, Dave, thanks for coming on. Thanks for making some, some time for us. We really appreciate this. This was awesome. Yeah, you so made Dave's day. A lot of fun, boys. Good <laughs> chat to you, boys. And, and Josh, I was just kidding about the, you know, your look. Uh, You're not. I'll have no, a ghost, okay. ghost, ghost milk show with you anytime. You know okay, what? Buddy? You need to try. I'm being dead serious. You need to go to this place called Angry Chair. They have some great stouts. You need to go to Berry House. They have some great pilsners. And you need okay. to go to Arcane Ale Works. I'm wearing a shirt right now. They have great sours. I know you're not into them, but you haven't had the right ones. If you want me I to, I will never. I will never say no. There's only one thing out there that I would just not. You know, just people try. So you got to keep trying it. No, it's coconut. Coconut. Oh. It's just not having no coconut. So I will try everything else again until you, uh, you know, say so. But as long as it doesn't have any coconut. If you want me to, I can send you a great brewery list. I'm being serious. I know everything about everyone in Tampa and St. Pete. Okay. Well, I've been to Seventh Sun. Okay. I've been to Dunedin Brewery, Caledonia, um, Three Daughters, Green Bench, Coppertail. Where else have I been? Cigar City? 
Uh, no, I haven't actually been there yet. Okay. But I've had certainly, you know, my fridge has got highlights in it right now. So uh, <laughs> you know, I've sampled the goods. Uh, but, it, you know, I think you and I are the same. It's part of the experience is going there. Yes. Right. And getting a flight and testing them out. So I, you send me the list and I will knock them off one after the next. Yes, sir. Okay? Will do. All right. Thanks, thanks for coming Dave. on, guys. All right. All right, boys. Thanks it. for having me on. Yes, sir. Thank you so much. Bye. Bye. Leftovers or. The DMV Number 97. or house cleaning or Chumba Casino always brings the fun. Play over a hundred different games online for free from anywhere. You could redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. Live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. T plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.